Do you think that the word toxic has lost its meaning in our culture because it is, or it has become a buzzword now? Elaborate what you mean on that. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Okay, so I, from my perspective, right, we have this weird dichotomy going on in just society as a whole. People don't want toxic people around them, mm-hmm. but they want free reign to act toxic. So the only time toxic is associated with something bad now is if you're talking about another person. But very rarely do people label toxic behavior to themselves. And the way, the reason why I mean is, is it like a buzzword now is it seems like so many people just use that word now to describe somebody's fuck shit or any kind of shit. Does that make sense? But hasn't it kind of always been like that, though? But I feel like recently, especially with like in music and in culture, the word toxic is being thrown around way more often than it used to be. And now it's being marketed as well. Like we have artists that call themselves toxic. People call future the toxic king. You know, podcast episodes named toxic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know what I mean? Like we we don't want people to be toxic towards us or to be in toxic situations. But then we're also out here championing toxic people. Okay, I get that because there are. There are faces in the media right now that are clearly portraying a uh, toxic lifestyle. And it's almost like it's being encouraged in a w- indirect way because right. we all know that we don't like a toxic person. But yet, those are the people that are getting the most airtime nowadays. Very true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the buzzword itself is being devalued. Because if you were to show me something that's being called toxic, I'm sure I can see the justification as to why it's being called toxic, right? Yeah, but is that just like a blanket? I feel like people just use toxic now as just a blanketed term, especially when they don't, if they don't like something that's coming from an opposite sex or from an opposite person or whatever, people just throw toxic on it just to kind of like brush it off, you know, like, oh, that shit was toxic. I don't want to deal with it because they're being toxic when a lot, I feel like a lot of these things that people deem toxic are just things that could be easily be fixed with just some communication. I agree with that, but I also think that a lot of people are uh, a lot of people's vocabulary is just very lazy. That's true. So they don't know other words to say, but they know that this specific word will encompass the essence of what they're trying to say. For sure. I just feel like toxic has become one of those words that's being thrown around with like savage and ratchet. Like the original meaning is lost now because it's cool to be toxic or cool to be ratchet or cool to be savage. That's true. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by like it losing its value because the word like being toxic towards somebody is a real thing like a real mental thing for people you know like people really have situate like real toxic situations but isn't that just how slang is yeah i suppose <laughs> like i say dope a lot and i'm not talking about drugs yeah I, I don't know man i just feel like people just use toxic as a very broad term when they don't like what somebody else is doing like it's not even if they're re- really using toxic behavior people are just calling other people toxic as like an excuse to not fuck with other people too yeah i think it just all dials down to just being lazy yeah like it's just lazy thought process uh lazy uh, vocabulary selection i mean i'm guilty of it i'm not saying that these people are just fucking lazy and i'm not i'm guilty of that 100 oh, sure. too. Same. it's just you you know what i mean when i say this and that's yeah. why we do it you know, uh, does it sound good? Probably not. Does it sound redundant? Probably. Yeah. But I do agree with you. Um, I don't think it's ever going to stop. Well, and I think the toxic is such a negative thing because if somebody's being truly toxic to your life and it's impeding what's going on in your life, then that's a real thing. But just saying your boyfriend or girlfriend is being toxic because they don't want to watch the movie you want to watch that night. Like that, I, that's kind of more of what I mean is like the value of the word has lost it because we're placing toxic on so many things that aren't really the definition of what toxic is. Are you trying to say right now that toxic is the next word on the list of words that are kind kind of being devalued? Yeah, I think it's it's starting to hit that thing because we're now we're seeing it like pop up music like. I love Kaylani's music and stuff, but like now she has an album called Toxic, and you know people are saying, "Oh, Future's the Toxic King." Mm-hmm. But it's like we want we want these we will champion these other people for being toxic, but we don't even want toxic people in our life. So which one is it? And being toxic doesn't mean necessarily being toxic to a boyfriend or girlfriend or to a friend or anything like that. You could be toxic to yourself. Like people can engage in toxic behavior for themselves too. For sure, I think that's human nature, though. Human nature is just to 
be a hypocrite to yourself, period. That's just what we do, and we do hella good. I think that that's the beauty of humans, though. I think that that's our, that's our beautiful flaw. Like, I do think that, you know, we try our hardest to be the best person, but sometimes, you know what? Life just happens, and some shit happens. It's hard to analyze yourself. I'd like to think at the end of the day I'm a good person and I do good things, but, hey, there's some times where I've fucked up pretty bad or I've done toxic stuff to other people or had toxic stuff done to me, and, hey, it is what it is. I think the key is just to acknowledge that we all fuck up. We all have flaws. We all don't use the best vocabulary choices. Yeah. We should get better at that. I tried. There was a point where I actually did download a, a thesaurus app and I downloaded a word of the day app so I could try to learn more words. And in conclusion, I'm lazy because <laughs> that didn't last Yeah, long. but I think you're kind of getting away from what I mean. I get what you're saying, like that people are just using toxic as a lazy word, but I mean like toxic is not... How do I say it? I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like, it's not just about them being lazy using the word. It's just about applying it to, and that part of it is laziness, but just applying it to whatever. You know, like toxic is not but really. That's slang, though. That's that's uh... what slang is. Is like we use the word fuck for good, bad, disgusting, amazing, delicious. We use the word fuck for so many things. Like I don't even know what the the origin of fuck means anymore. Yeah. Like it's just. Toxic is just the next one on the list. And mm-hmm. it's just getting its airtime right now. I don't know what the next word is going to be, but I definitely agree with you that toxic yeah. is definitely getting a lot of a lot of airtime right now, for sure. Is it being used the best way? Sometimes. I don't even think it's being used at all in any way good. Like, But then it gets to a point when it's used in so many different ways... What way is good? What way is bad? Like how this is this is I think it's almost kind of cool to see a word being so diverse, I guess. Like uh, it can be applied in so many different but in there, different ways. There's also a flip side to that. Like if you're going around telling people that your boyfriend is toxic, now they're going to get an or I don't want to put boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, whoever. You know, I don't want to put just toxic doesn't mean just being toxic in a relationship. But uh shit, now I got to forgot my point. But words are only half of it. Tone goes a long way. So if you say that like if I'm like, "Man, Zach is a toxic ass person. If I say it like that, it's probably a bad thing. But if I'm like, man, Zach's being toxic right now, like, I still think I still think that, that either way that that sounds bad. I don't think to so. me because if you're calling a person to talk for for me, the definition that I know toxic to be is something that, like I said earlier, impedes your life. Like if these if somebody's doing something to you and it's changing who you are or changing something in your life in a negative way, that's being toxic. I think we're, we're really just witnessing the evolution of a word right now, and you just don't like it. <laughs> like, that's really I it. don't think it's... In, but evolution means it's growing into something. This isn't growing into anything. This is just, it's, beca- it's just but becoming... But it is. It's being accepted by so many more people in so many different ways. How is that not evolution? Like, the, it's being applied in so many different new formats, and you know exactly what they mean in each one. Whether or not you like it or not, you still know what they're idea or concept they're portraying when that, they use it that's also what i mean though by toxic being such a broad term because if i say that somebody's toxic you don't that doesn't give a definition or you can think whatever anybody can be toxic in any way if you have a big platform and you say it yeah sure it can be taken out of context but if you're just saying it around people that you know that's what i mean when it comes to tone now you have to rely on tone mm-hmm. you can say something on paper that sounds negative but as soon as you add tone behind it, it softens it up or makes it worse. But most of these places where this word is being used is a place that's rid of tone. You know, whether it's on the internet or texting, like, that's rid of tone. So you're not going to be able... Like, if somebody goes on Twitter and says, my boyfriend is being toxic, you're not going to know what they mean. You're just going to know that they're engaging behavior that that person doesn't like. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're engaging in toxic behavior, just that that person deems to be toxic. I mean, I think it's a case-by-case thing. I don't... I don't know the context. That's what I mean. But but that's what I mean by people are just blanketing toxic on everything. Just because they don't like something, they're just calling it toxic. That's where I feel like the word is getting rid of it. We're losing its value at. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree with that. I don't know. What what would you like to see when it comes to toxic then? Like, would you want... Oh, I don't want to see anything. I was just... This is just conversation. Like, I don't... I mean, it's not going to bother me whether people are using toxic or not. I was just, we were going off this conversation. So that's just my, that's my personal viewpoint on toxic. But if you want to use the word toxic, have a fucking blast. Like, but if you're going to be out here calling me toxic or saying that I'm doing toxic things, then you better have a definition for what toxic means so that I can tell you if what, not I can tell you if, if you're right or not. But you know what I mean? Like you want you, the picture to be complete. Exactly. See, and that's what I got. I guess that's what my problem with the word toxic, I got guess, is, is that so many people use it to describe other people without you're painting a picture for somebody else. But it doesn't necessarily have a definition to it. Lacking so many details. Because like when we say future is a toxic king, OK, eight babies, mamas, you know, he says she belongs to the streets like that is toxic behavior. So if you're calling future toxic for that, but they turn around and call your boyfriend toxic, it's like, is he engaging in the same? The, the definition, I guess, is lost all its meaning. 
Okay. I guess that's that's what I mean. I don't really mean like the words losing its meaning. It's more of like the definition is so broad now that we just blanket it over everything for everything. I agree with that. But yes, future is toxic. Yeah. <laughs> In every sense of the word. It is really interesting that so many people look up to his lifestyle. Yeah. Like I would, I, and I'm not trying to like make this just about a future thing, but like I can't imagine being, he's what, probably 35 years old? Probably. Just like saying, you know, talking about your baby's mother's that way and saying she belongs to the streets. Like I just can't But he see, can get away with it. Because he's a rapper, but I can't see myself at 35 saying those things. I think that there's just some kind of level, but I also understand that he has to appease his fans who like that kind of shit from him too. And I think most people that actually look up to future and look up to that particular lifestyle, they couldn't get away with the shit true. anyway. Yeah. They're not millionaires. They don't have a name for themselves. They probably don't even have baby mamas. They probably can't even get a female. Or you know they probably mean? do have too many baby mamas, but they can't afford them. That too, yeah. 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 Shout out to Future. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to press play on this shit because this shit's fire, but... <laughs> you want to talk about Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe Rogan. What do you? What are your initial thoughts on uh, this deal? Because I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. For the people that don't know, which is crazy yeah. if you don't know at this point, but Joe Rogan signed for $100 million. I think it was $100 mil. uh, I don't know the details of his contract. I don't know the term length. I don't know. I know it's exclusive to Spotify. He yeah. will be exclusively on Spotify. No more Apple, no more YouTube. Well, uh, he'll still be on YouTube, kind of. Oh, I heard that he's not going to be on YouTube, like, period. So the terms of, because I, I looked into what actually his agreement looks like. So starting in September, they're going to roll out all his old episodes onto Spotify. Mm-hmm. And then starting in January, he's going to move exclusively to Spotify. And Spotify is rolling out, apparently, their own video type section. Got it. So his videos will be on there, but he's also going to be, or his contract allows him to also post YouTube clips. So he can still do oh, the so clips, clips on YouTube. He just can't put out the full episodes, which I thought is... That's a pretty good hoodwink right there on a company. Like, you're putting their the whole video out on something, but then you're also double-dipping by being able to put the clips out on something else. For sure. I thought it was genius. Yeah, he definitely is uh, at a place in life where he can pretty much ask for whatever he wants when it comes to a contract. For sure. I do want to shout him out, though, because I think this move adds so much validity to pod the podcast genre in oh, general. 100%. Because I know there's a lot of people that, you know, when... If someone's like, oh, you got a podcast? Oh, okay. You know, like it just, it almost sounds corny to people. Which it's, is, it's like toxic. It's just podcasts value. The word podcast has lost its value. Yeah. I don't know what podcast turned them off. I don't know if they just, you know, stumbled upon a lot of things that they just weren't interested in for them to get this picture of what podcasting is. Mm-hmm. But I know as soon as Joe Rogan, you know, signed this $100 million contract, people are like, whoa, okay. Like, podcasting is, like, a legit thing. Yeah. This isn't you just sitting in your basement with your friends recording shit and just fucking around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's work legit, behind this le- shit. There's contracts. Business. There's money. There's... Yeah, man. I think that's hella cool that he's he's really making this look like some real shit. Yeah. that's That was my initial reaction, too, is it shows you how much... it's It shows you how much podcasting is about to change a lot because now it's also showing that Spotify is investing money into this the podcasting sphere, which they have been for a while. They have Joe Budden, they have Bill Simmons over there. Uh, shout out to both of them. They have a great podcast too. But um, now it's showing like they went for the big, big whale. So it's mm-hmm. showing that they believe that podcasting is the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we're in. I think we're in a unique space in podcasting where we're at the point where it's, it's still so new that people aren't fully grasping it, but it's moved further enough along for people to start really making money off of it, which is an exciting time. I see this as like the late 80s, early 90s in rap. Yeah. That's how I see this. It's not brand new, but it's new enough that a lot of people don't understand it yet. Still. Yeah. I don't know, man. Ten years from now, who knows what the whole scene's going to look like? Who knows how many contracts are going to be out there? Like, who knows how many people are going to get signed? Like, how many kids... You know how many kids right now, they want to be rappers? Yeah. How many kids right now, they want to be in the league and get a deal? You know, all these people, they want deals. All these kids want deals. Right. Now they know that they can have a whole nother platform where they can just express ideas or what they're actually truly interested in. Like they don't have to follow another path. Like podcasting is freedom. I mean, I know music is freedom too, but But even with the music thing, like with labels and stuff like that, and I hope that podcasting doesn't turn into what the music industry has become. I could see it doing it too though, which is scary. Yeah. I could see it happening. I really could see it happening. I could see these podcast networks, not like necessarily like a Spotify or anything, but I can see large companies coming in and creating these podcast networks that are run like labels. And then it's just going to lose its value too. But there's always still going to be the independents. Yeah. That are going to, you know, remain in control of their, their stuff. I, I think that anyone that's going into any industry where there's some corrupt shit, just, just look over your contract. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing too right now to think about with the Joe Rogan and everything is if podcasters are getting contract offers to be cognizant of what they're signing. I mean, we see right now with the call me caller daddy or call me daddy or whatever that podcast is like they have a whole bunch of turmoil with their contract too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's important, especially right now, because it feels like a lot of people are starting podcasts because they're hungry for business. Does that make sense? What do you mean? Like people, people know that podcasting can be a lucrative uh, business. So they're like taking, it's kind of like with the music thing. Like, you know how young rappers, when they're first coming up and they're hungry for their first deal, they'll take a bad deal or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of like how podcasting is right now, too. There might, you might see people taking bad deals right now. Because also before this, there wasn't really a market set for podcasting. Yeah, and who knows, especially since this is so new right now, like, who knows if anybody else is even going to sign you? Yeah. Like, how many people are being signed right now that aren't big names? Exactly. So it's it's a crazy risk, man, signing something in a industry that's relatively new, and you really don't know if you will get signed again, because I don't even know how these people saw you to begin with type shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say about the call her, call me daddy or call her daddy thing, too. One of the interesting points I saw on that one was that um, the girl asked, one of the girls asked for more money because she was doing the editing. And when Barstool first approached her about the editing, she and she told them that she was the one doing it herself, they were shocked. And I was surprised by that too. It was like, I thought, in my thought with podcasting, because we do our own editing and everything, mm-hmm. I thought that most podcasts did that. Who doesn't edit their own stuff? That's what I, well, that's what I assumed. But the way that she was explaining her part of the Barstool thing was like, they were shocked that she was the one doing the editing. I was like, I thought most people, especially beginner podcasters, do everything themselves. I mean, we do everything ourselves. I just assumed that everybody was like that. I didn't know because shit's expensive and you're not making money. Yeah, and 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 you're also like with somebody else editing. Like, I trust you to edit our stuff because you know what's good for you and I. I don't trust somebody else to put their hands on my shit. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that's how it would always be. Honestly, I don't think I personally would sign anything if we lost the right to edit our stuff ourselves. Period. And that's yeah. the thing I like about Joe Rogan's too, is he's not, they're not purchasing his show to be on Spotify. They're licensing it. So when his three years is up, he can go take that somewhere else. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to stick with Spotify. Spotify has no choice. Yeah. Yeah. They have to give him what he wants. Yeah, they exactly. They're pretty much paying a dollar per viewer. Like that's how the numbers are working now. A hundred yeah. million dollars, hundred million views, what a month, something like that. Or a hundred million unique viewers, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Still a dollar per viewer. Like, I feel like that's a pretty good deal. For sure. I had an interesting thought. Um, you know how radio is kind of a, like a dying, I guess, platform now? You know, like if you listen to the radio even now, it's mostly just hand, like picked songs and then they might have like a little personality thing in between for like five minutes and then it's just more picked songs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if radio is going to start adopting to a podcast model too where maybe like, like let's say Cube 93, for example, there's a couple po- podcasts in the area that are doing really well. If maybe they do like a time slot between two and five every day where they host the podcast and then for a week it's exclusive on cube and then you can release it through your own platform or whatever i wonder if radio is going to start adapting to podcasting now i don't think that's going to work on like you say cube 93 Mm -hmm. which is a a hip-hop radio station in washington right Um, i don't think that a podcast is going to fit on that particular channel i can see like a channel doing podcasts but I can't see it being on a hip hop channel. You can see them like maybe grabbing one of these like hip hop podcasts, for example, like a Joe Budden or like a um, Gilly or a Rap Radar or something like that. You can't see them doing that. Hmm. Or even like a culture. That, may, well, they do kind of do that. Like for they example, they did have like, like a Sunday night sound sessions. I don't know if you remember that, where they used to have somebody come in and play like underground hip hop and talk about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about like Breakfast Club? Yeah, I guess that's true. And even, you know, do you even call that a podcast though? I feel like that. Well, they release, That's, yeah, it's like a, yeah. I it's a recording of a radio show. Yeah. And I think that as soon as you put a podcast on a radio, it's just going to be called a radio show at that point. I don't think it's going to give podcast credit for talking, which radio shows have been out before podcasts. Yeah. So I, I understand that. No, what I mean, like, I would, I'd be interested to see if maybe uh, these radio stations picked podcast personalities maybe to run a show on cube or something like that i can see radio stations hiring podcasters to speak based off of their personalities on their podcast yeah i don't know i i don't i can't really see a radio station allotting a time to essentially have talk radio but don't they kind of do that in the mornings with like the morning shows and stuff they do but they already have people for that i can see them i'm talking about more of like a mid-afternoon thing like for people that are interested in podcasts because 
Like ro- I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe. I just think that that maybe should that should be considered by these companies because radio is kind of a dying art form, and people are going to podcasts anyway. So why not just merge the two? Yeah, I don't know, man. If Drake can't save radio, bro, I don't know if a podcast is going to save radio. Was Drake trying to save radio? No, I'm just saying, oh. <laughs> like, if his music is on there and it's always uh, top ten song, yeah, and it's still not saving radio, I don't understand how a podcast is. Well, the, what I'm saying is the reason why radio is not doing well is because it's not diversified enough. You turn on the radio and you hear the same things over and over again, so I'm saying by mixing, like maybe bringing podcasts in and maybe mixing up some of the programming, mm-hmm. maybe it might help revive radio, maybe working hand-in-hand with podcasts might actually you know, get people to tune in at different times and things, like when traffic's a little bit slower. It's hard to see right now, but I'm pro podcast. So, so I, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. for that to happen. I just thought it was an interesting idea just because I was listening to some stuff about radio, the you know, radio dying and thinking of ways that they might be able to reemerge. And I think that that possibly could be something in the future, especially yeah. if you got like a big podcast, like again, using like a, like a Joe Budden or some kind of content, uh, podcast like that, like a huge, or even Rogan. And you just, you had an hour time slot, maybe like on a Tuesday and then you could only hear it on that radio station on Tuesday, and then it could be pushed out the full episode to everybody on Fridays. What would stop these people from doing it? Probably the bag not being big enough. Yeah, I, I think, that they I think under, that's going to be huge. Yeah, that's going to be a huge problem. Undervalue podcasters. I, th- I feel like ra- the radio industry and the music industry still view, or even like the media industry in whole, just kind of views podcasts as like the little brother right now. Like he hasn't quite grown up into playing ball with the rest of them, but he's getting there. Yeah, and I think Spotify locking down exclusive deals how they're doing right now i think it's showing a lot of the media industry that a lot of money can be made so hopefully man hopefully people are getting these deals bro like i i am happy when i see people get deals when it comes to podcasting yeah like the more people that get deals the better outlook it looks for everybody else to potentially get a deal you know i mean just keep sharpening your craft and right you know maybe you're next who knows man Oh, another reason why I was thinking of the radio thing, too, was uh, Little Wayne's been doing... Uh, Tunchi Radio? Yeah, Tunchi Radio, and he seems like... See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that still, to me, is kind of a podcast, even though he's playing music, but he's, like, sitting down and talking and telling stories. That's I think that that would be something cool for regular radio to adapt. Like, a weekly podcast-type radio show. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I think it would be cool. But it would be hard, especially, like, up here. Like, who would you get to do that every week, like a Little Wayne? I mean, I guess you could do, like, a Macklemore or somebody like that, but... But all the radio stations are owned by iHeartRadio right now. You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it would have to be... I don't know. I just can't... I Honestly, I just can't see it working right now because the radio is almost a monopoly. And the people that you would get to do it, I just see too much legal issues for doing yeah. it. Because now, like, you're talking to way too many markets. Yeah. The money is never going to be right for... I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm shocked that, like, Brilliant Idiots doesn't have some kind of deal with iHeart or any podcast where they, like, you know, the, it's broadcasted on iHeart exclusively for, like, a week straight at this certain time, and you can't hear it anywhere other than iHeart until after that week's over, then it's available on every platform. But they're part of, what is the network? Loudspeaker. Loudspeaker Network. So I meant more because uh, um, Breakfast Club is iHeart. You know, he's... a Charlemagne's an iHeart employee too. Mm-hmm. So I mean like I'm surprised that they've never approached him about doing something like that. And it could and I'm I'm just using Charlemagne as an example, but they could have probably or they could have thought of this before and maybe that like you said, there's just too many factors that make it so that it's not a good idea for radios to take on. Yeah. Or maybe radio might just be too stuck in their ways to even try to think outside of the box, like, hey, this is working right now, so we're just gonna keep doing this until it stops really working. I mean I can see that happening. You wanna touch on LeBron? Oh okay. yeah. So what was your? We you had a theory. I mean, we talked about Space Jam, mm-hmm. but you had a theory about LeBron being in Jordan's shadow. Yeah. So LeBron wants to be the best, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think he's on track for being one of the greatest. I don't think anyone can argue otherwise. Well, except for Paul Pierce, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Paul Pierce said that LeBron's not a top five NBA player ever. Really? And I was like, you know what, Paul? I respect that you have your opinion, but it's not a good one. Yeah, that's crazy. He put Tim Duncan over LeBron. Yeah, I don't know about all that. And I fuck with Tim Duncan. I do too. Not like that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll look at like the general top three consensus of who the greatest basketball players are. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, right? Yeah. Generally, those three are thrown out there. But in order to be the best, like all the other greats, it seems like they all created their own lane. But LeBron seems like he's just not doing it. He's always figuring out a way to copy Michael Jordan some way, somehow, whether it's you know, the same number as him or, uh, Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like he's, <laughs> we talked about him not embracing the baldness. I think we, we touched yeah, on it. It seems before. like the one thing of Jordan's that he doesn't want to embrace. Exactly. 
I don't know. It's just weird to me, man. Like, I don't think he can ever be a great because he's not, he's not paving his own path. He's, he's out chasing other people's paths. He's, which is fine. Like, I get you're following blueprints. Yeah. I get that. And I also get that you're, you know, paying homage to the person that showed you a way. I get that too, but no one, never, no one's ever going to look at you as equal to Michael Jordan ever, mm-hmm. ever. Like, there's no chance. You know what I mean? Like, they might be able to look at Kobe as equal. They might be able to. Well, actually, until Kobe said, that stuff on the last dance that he looked at to Michael Jordan without yeah. Michael Jordan. It wouldn't be me. But I feel like still Kobe is like the closest that you can look to as an equal as Michael Jordan. LeBron, I don't think you're ever going to be able to do that because LeBron copies Michael Jordan too much. But And I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I understand exactly what you mean and I agree. But couldn't the same argument be made for Kobe? Like they could never consider him the greatest because everything that he did was in Jordan's kind of blueprint. Like you said, blueprint. Yeah, I mean... I don't think anyone's ever going to be Michael but Michael, for sure. I think just the hardest part about Jordan, we talked about this, I think, last time, is just that he's built up such a legacy. Like, we were talking about how he continues to push his legacy further with The Last Dance. Like, nobody really had done stuff like this before him, so now he set a benchmark. So I almost feel like LeBron's expected to hit, try and hit some type of benchmark like him. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it needs to be a Space Jam, too. Like, he could have created his own basketball franchise, or he could have picked, he could have went with number six or nine or whatever and stayed. Because he was a different number in Miami from correct right i think he was nine he was i thought he was six or six yeah so i mean he could have forged his own path but yeah i don't know i I don't don't understand why lebron uh like is trying to follow the same trajectory especially with how much he has available to him now like he can create a whole different universe that's just lebron and completely separate himself from jordan but instead he it's like he's pushing himself more towards jordan than away from him Mm mm-hmm do you think that if LeBron did a different movie besides Space Jam 2, people would be like, look at LeBron with his fake Space Jam 2? Uh, I think depending on if he did like a cartoon one, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I guess you can make that case, but. I think people would have hated on it regardless. Oh, if he would, if he made a movie? If he just made a movie. Yeah. So he's like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just do Space Jam 2. Well, like, uh, did you ever watch He Got Game with Ray Allen? Nah, I know which movie you're talking Great about. Great movie. Like, uh, I think that there's room for that, but LeBron's also such a mega star that. You can't just put him in any movie. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he can't... It has to be a big movie. It can't just be some, you know, fluff piece or whatever. Like, anything with LeBron's name attached to it has to be huge. That's true. But then also, on the... Just for argument's sake, what if LeBron is pushing himself more towards Jordan with the 23 and the Space Jam? Let's say Space Jam, for argument's sake, too, was better than Space Jam. Mm. Let's say, for argument's sake, that LeBron ends up with better numbers and more rings than Michael Jordan. He better get them rings now. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they're pushing for July. Yeah. Also, what if he plays at an extremely high age? Extremely well. Like, he has that over Michael. Yeah, it's possible. I mean... And what if he just never retires and comes back? Who are you talking about, LeBron? LeBron. He has that over Michael. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think that LeBron's just at a disadvantage because Jordan did so many groundbreaking things in basketball that it's going to be hard to top it no matter what you do, so... I think that in the future, like, let's look at 30 years from now, people might look back and let's say like LeBron did play until he was 50. People are going to use that, like, bro, LeBron was 50 years old and he's putting up an average 20 points a game. Yeah, just like they're doing with Jordan now. Yeah, Even man. though Jordan completely ruined the Wizards for years to come yeah, with that move. Man. But, hey, as long as he's averaging 20 points a game, who cares if he berated draft picks and yeah. ran that franchise into the ground? Shout out to MJ, though. Shout out MJ. I do feel like either people think we're either MJ haters or LeBron haters because I don't think we argue. Maybe for MJ we argue favorably, but for LeBron we don't. I love LeBron. Let's just put that out there. Like I just want people to know that. I'm just saying it's very hard for him to be greater than Jordan to me. And it's you know the way I feel about Kobe. I I mean, it's he's never LeBron's never going to beat that for me, even in a Lakers jersey. It comes to a point where you do so much good that you (laughs) it's really hard to find things to nitpick at, and that's just what we're doing. Yeah. Like, it's, like, LeBron is good. He's amazing. Yeah. And like, I 100% completely disagree with Paul Pierce and him not being in the top five. To say LeBron James is not a top five NBA player of all time is kind of asinine. Yeah, that's crazy. Considering what he's even doing this year in year 18 or 19 or whatever he's in. He's playing in a way that he's not going to stop anytime soon. No, and now, and he's even admitted he knows that, like, he's slowing down from the dominant player that he used to be, but he switched his game up now to put himself in AD more and pick and rolls and his assist have gotten better. Like he's changing his game up to fit mm-hmm. somebody else. Cause he realizes that he's probably, you know, last five, 10 years of his career. And you know how many more times he can adapt and change his game up? Yeah. 
Bro, okay, he, Vince, he Car- change Vince Carter. That's what I'm saying. He could change the game up for forever. Vince Carter is just well. He's this is supposed to be the year he retires, but how old is he? Forty what? Forty, I think. He's forty, forty-one. Yeah. That's Shout crazy. out Vince Carter too, man. One of the greatest dunkers. I've I probably watched that dunk contest when he put his arm in the rim a yeah, hundred times because I had it on DVD and just used to watch that shit all the time. They play it every year uh, during All Star Weekend. Man, Vince Carter, man, some of the most insane dunks I've ever seen. When he jumped over the seven footer, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, did you have anything else on Jordan? I don't really have too much. Uh, I saw, I got to episode nine of Last Dance. I still need to finish the last two, but I don't even know if I finished it. Oh, uh, I thought it, I thought that was pretty good. Definitely a great documentary. Like I do think it should win an awards and everything. Uh, oh, you didn't want to talk about Scotty's and Horace Grant's remarks, right? About how they feel that they were not portrayed greatly in this. Yeah, I think that uh, Michael is in a point right now that he's a okay to use anybody to solidify his place as the goat yeah i don't think he gives a fuck i don't either and i don't think him and scotty have been cool for years so scotty coming out and saying whatever he's just like all right whatever scotty yeah i'm sure that there's a lot of people that were in these documentaries that are like bro that's not what happened no but who knows i mean the only thing that is proven is the numbers on the court you know what i mean like yeah. all the other side stories like you know telling horse grant that he can't have food or whatever like all these other side stories who the fuck knows what yeah. happened all we really know is how Michael played on the court and why he's the best. You yeah. Know? Like, we saw his work ethic. That's it. All the other side stories, who knows? And, hey, Scotty, Horace, you guys want to debunk this? Get your own fucking documentary. Yeah, like, real tell. You guys got enough rings to What did you expect that Michael Jordan, who's already been labeled as somebody who's maybe not the best to his teammates, that only cares about himself, what did you think was going to come out of a 10-part <laughs> series that was produced by him and that he didn't want to be released until he could have full control over how it's released? Like, did you really think that he was going to be very favorable to a lot of people? Yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah, I mean, for me, I know we came in here saying – a lot of about Jordan, but this obviously for me just showed me why he, it made it paid me a reminder why he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, and Phil also greatest Phil, coach. Man, that book is amazing too. That Eleven Rings book that I got it's just it delves deep into just his psyche of basketball, and it's it's pretty dope. I feel like having an hour conversation with him would make you a changed person. I think one of the coolest uh, stories I ever heard about Phil Jackson. Do you remember the baseball player Matt Kemp? Played for the Dodgers. He dated Rihanna for a little bit, like light skin oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that when he first signed with the Dodgers, he went out to go surf, and he was walking on the beach, and Phil Jackson was just in the middle of the beach meditating. Nobody was bothering him, no nothing. He was just kicking it just right there in the middle of the beach. I was like, that's fucking dope. I was like, Phil man. seems like the man. I feel like Phil is not afraid to die. Yeah. Like, period. Like, a lot of people say they're not afraid. I think that he genuinely is just not afraid. He reminds me of... Uh, Bates on Californication. Oh, interesting. Like just a, a very mindful, very present mentality. Yeah. Always improving, always understanding. Like he, and he also know, like Batesy in the show was, he wasn't a good looking dude, but he was a hugely popular movie producer. So he knew he was a shit. Was he a producer? I think he was a movie producer. I thought he was a writer. Either way. Or something, yeah. But he was, you know, insanely popular, and he knew he was a shit without having to sit there and tell you, you know, I did this and I did this, so. Mm-hmm. Just confident. Extremely confident. Yeah, extremely confident. That'd be crazy if we found out that Batesy's character was based on Phil Jackson. That'd be wild. I wouldn't be surprised. Philly Bates. Black Captain America. You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's not too much to go into this. Um, basically, for people that don't know... Uh, or if you're not a fan of the Avengers, of course, uh, Captain America dies or assumes to be dead at the end of Avengers from old age. So the whole idea is to present a new Captain America. And apparently the new Captain America is going to be the black guy. I can't remember. I think his name's Anthony McKee. I don't know. I don't I don't watch Marvel movies. Oh, no, I'm like saying that. the actor, the the guy that plays, uh, he's like Captain America's friend in it. The guy with the jetpack thing on his back. Anthony Mackie, I think is his name. Okay. He played Tupac. That's the guy that they're saying is going to be the new... Captain America. You know the black dude that's in all the Captain America movies and all the Avenger ones? Yeah, yeah. I know know you're talking about. I know his face. I don't know his name. Yeah, so apparently they have a Disney Plus show coming out with him and the white dude that I was saying was going to be the new Black Panther. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, the white dude's going to be Black Panther? So they're saying that the white guy's going to become Black Panther and the black dude's going to become Captain America. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I just thought that that was interesting how they flip-flopped it around. Like, couldn't you just have the white guy become Captain America and the black guy become the Black Panther? I wonder what they're trying to do. Are they trying to just spark controversy by saying that the races are changed? Mm Because I can see that being just a a promotional... um, What am I trying to say? There's actually a lot of comic book fanboys that uh, do not want to see gender changes or race changes or anything in the 
the comic books. They want it to stay exactly the same. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that were that. in an uproar about that uh, Spider-Man of the universe. I can see that. Yeah, I wonder if this is just like a, a media... What is the fucking word? Like a... Ploy? Yeah, like a marketing ploy. Yeah. Scheme? Just to get people talking. Just to get some buzzwords. Captain America, Captain America. Yeah, next Black, thing you white. know, next week Captain America's going to be toxic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to tell Captain, Captain Marvel to shut the fuck up and... Get back in the kitchen. Yeah, that's toxic as fuck. Yeah. So there was a man who died, who was in jail. He, he died, then was brought back to life, and he claimed that his life sentence should technically end. Do you agree with that? Oh, so when you had sent me this, I didn't understand what you were saying. I thought you meant, like, he died, and he was like, basically, he thought to himself that he's living on borrowed time. Like, his sentence in life is over. So whatever <laughs> this is, whatever this is, is like purgatory or afterlife or whatever. Uh, that's what I thought you meant. So he got, he was in jail for life. He was in jail. Got sick. Got sick. Got over it. And now he thinks that he should just get out of jail because he had COVID. No. Let's rewind this whole shit. Okay. <laughs> There's a guy who had a life... This has nothing to do with COVID. Oh, okay. There's a guy who had a life sentence, died in jail. They resuscitated him, brought him back to life. Now he claims that his life sentence had technically ended and that he should be released from jail. Oh, gotcha. Do you agree with it? Okay. I thought this had something to do with COVID. Like, he caught COVID in jail and thought that he should be getting out because he got COVID. Like, it yeah. wasn't his fault. No, I don't agree with it, dude. You, you're still living. Like, you would have technically died, but you came back to life. You still did the crimes, pal. But isn't that the language that's written? They, oh, well, they, yeah, from a, from a like a lawyer standpoint, I'm exactly. sure somebody could make the argument, but do I think that it's morally correct? No. You I, fucking did the crime. You do the time, pal. I don't care if you died four times. I don't know, man. I think that, <laughs> keep in mind, I am not a victim of his crime, so I'm speaking out my ass, all right? But... I feel like he did serve a sentence because that's what it says. Obviously, like if he had harmed my family members, I'd be like, no, fuck that. Keep him in jail. I'm just speaking on paper right now. His sentence says life sentence. Life is when you are born to when you die, right? Yeah. So if he did that. But he was brought back to life. After he died. Uh, that's the yeah. end of a life. I still think. Anyway. And that is his sentence, right? No, well, no, because he got brought back. So to technically, after he died, nah, it's after he died. If he was pronounced legally dead, that should be the end of your life, right? But and then they brought him back dead. to. He got brought back to life, so your life sentence can still go on if you get brought but the, back. To... But the fact that he did die, uh, the fact that mm. if you put a life into a bracket in the beginning and the end of the bracket is birth and death. It doesn't say how long you have to die for it to be a life. Like, I'm sure the law doesn't say that. You have to be dead more than, you know, 10 hours. I mean, if you want to think about it very, like, black and white with no gray area yeah. like that, sure. But that's... He's he's still technically living. So you still have... To, even if you technically died, you're still living. Like, you still... This is still part of your life. You didn't just... He's be, living after he died, though. But he didn't begin a new life. He's... It's a continuation. He's trying to to live a yeah, new life. Yeah, It <laughs> sure sounds like it. But sorry, pal. That's like a flight in the court of Zachary Camacho. Shit, no, he I'm died, bro. two gavels. Your ass is going right back in there. Did so, they say what he did, though? Nah, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't look too deep into it. But do you feel... So, you feel a life sentence means while you are actively conscious on earth Damn, if you are breathing and you did a crime that you're in jail for life for you better be still in that jail until what until you die completely until they but how do you know what completely dead is what if until you did they, until they bury you six feet in the ground and you don't climb out of that hole or whatever like until until you are put in a casket or cremated or whatever i feel like they need to say that Oh, yeah, I'm sure that the, and you know, the funny thing about a lot of these laws that people don't understand is these were written a hundred years ago yeah. before a lot of shit, like, resuscitation. like I had a, <laughs> I had a person, I'm not going to say the name cause I don't want to put them on blast, but they said something about, uh, we were talking about the coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how it's against civil liberties to not be able to go to places like bars and restaurants. Interesting. And it's like, and then they continued by saying, this is not what our forefound or forefathers wanted. I was like, bro, you, those guys wrote this 200 years ago or 100 years ago, or whatever, when they owned fucking slaves and there was no cars. They didn't have fucking lights. Yeah. Like, get, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. Like, I'm yeah. not hearing that shit. Like, that's, I don't know, man. It's wild. I do think that they should put a life sentence ends after you're cremated. Yeah. I feel like that. Like, after we know for sure that your ass is done, then we can call it. Yeah. That is wild. That's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out just from a legal standpoint. 
Yeah, there was another one. It said, uh, so a woman brought a frozen water bottle into the airport and then they told her that she's not allowed to bring liquid onto the airplane. And she said that it's not liquid, it's, it's frozen. solid state. Yeah, but I feel like these things should be approved. Okay, so with, with her situation, like, that's just, like, a very small thing. Like, his situation is completely different. With hers, She's following the rules. I know, but also, I feel like people like that are just doing that shit. Just to fuck Just to fuck with people. And it's like, dude, just go buy a $5 bottle of water. Fuck. Like, that is extra as fuck. I will say that. But I will say. Relax, Karen. I like the malicious compliance. I like the fact that someone's like, okay, well, I'll follow your rules, but I still want this and I'm going to make it happen. Like, I'm going to find the loopholes. Depending on. No, I think that that shit's funny. Don't get me wrong. I think that's very fucking funny. <laughs> depending on how much of an asshole you're going to be about the situation is one thing. But if you're just. If you're figuring out a creative solution to your problem, I fuck with it. Yeah, like, this is probably not a great example, but like the people that keep arguing with people at stores about the masks. Mm -hmm. Like they say, you can't come in the store unless you have a mask. Then they'll sit there and videotape these people and argue with them for 15 minutes with these store employees about why they can't go in the store with the mask. Bro, go to another fucking store. Like, it's not that hard. Like, Like, is the mask going to kill you? Like, what is the mask doing to you personally? It's like you guys are just making problems just to make problems. Mm -hmm. You guys don't like life on easy, do you? No. Or, it's, or they like it too easy, and then when they get met with a little bit of hindrance of how their life is supposed to that be, all of a sudden they throw everything... Privilege. That yeah. is what that is. Yeah, you know how When many... you have too much privilege, you start making up shit just to just to piss other people off, because you have you have no resistance in life. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the things that you make resistance to, you don't feel the outcomes of it. Other exactly. people do, so... Exactly. Oh, man. We're in a very upside-down time right now. Yeah. Uh, do you have conspiracy talks? A uh, little bit of conspiracy about NASA. Okay, I thought that this was a pretty good timing considering that this week. Recently in the news, there's actually going to be a uh, rocket launch. They're going to send some more people into space from America. Um, so I actually had come across a pretty interesting conspiracy that NASA is a lie. Some folks actually believe NASA's whole function is not to explore space, but to generate space-related hoaxes. hoaxes. For example, the Apollo moon landing. People who believe this conspiracy sometimes flag with the hashtag NASA hoax on social media will say that amazing space pictures of Mars, Pluto, and even Earth are fake and are computer-generated imagery. Okay, so these people are saying that NASA itself is a fake entity only to create hoaxes. Yeah, space-related spectacles. Does it say anything why they think this? No, just says that they think it's a hoax and they don't think that... Well, I mean, I guess that would probably tie into, like, the moon landing being faked, and that's why they think that NASA isn't real, because they don't think that the moon landing's fake, or that the moon landing's real. I'm assuming all these people assume the Earth's flat, too. I don't know. I would would have to assume, if they think that the images of, of Earth are fake, or if they think that we haven't been to space. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I just don't... Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I used to believe in conspiracies like that. Not believe in them, but I used to actually give them more thought than I should. Right. Until, I don't know who told me this, but they're like, you know these people go to school for a really long time and they study this shit for a really long time. And these aren't the first people that study this shit. Like the people before them, before them, before them. Like there's information that's been passed down and people that are extremely smart that study these crazy uh, math problems or these whatever for these specific trajectories for these satellites and to make these uh, crazy satellites and space shuttles and all this all this stuff. Like, there's just some smart motherfuckers out there. And it made me, you know, sit back and be like, you know what? I'm over here just creating up these thoughts in my head for no reason. I really don't even know why I'm believing this shit or why I'm even uh, considering this shit. Maybe that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't believe in this, uh, this theory. I just thought it was interesting considering that there's going to be a space launch this week. but uh, And it's not NASA. Oh, it's SpaceX. I was just no. That's what I mean. And it's not NASA. Oh yeah, no. I was just saying because it tied into space, uh, space launch this week. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that either. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) NASA. There's some other stuff where I could, I I could probably get hit with you saying that it's fake. But NASA's kind of a hard one to fake. Yeah, I can see them saying that NASA's like hiding aliens or some shit. Yeah, like if they're if they're purposely leaving stuff out from us, that's one thing. But saying that the whole entire thing is faked and it's just like a mirage, like ah, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. NASA is a a really big special type of company though like with so many things that they could have secrets to oh for sure like so much uh funding when it comes to exploration of things that the average person doesn't see right. that i think it's pretty easy to slap some conspiracies on these guys i mean i could do a little di- i could do a little private investigative work for us on the podcast you know going to houston the 
uh, John F. Kennedy space sitters out there. You, you should, man. Around, asking some questions. You, you should. Know? I would go. I would go just to kick it. Well, but you, we should tell the viewers next next podcast, we're going to have a special conspiracy talk since the Denver airport. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. excited for that. So just give people a little quick thing. I will be traveling this weekend. Um, you guys can have whatever opinion on that you want. but uh, Mask up. Yeah, I'm definitely masked up and gloving up. But um, I'll be going to the Denver airport, so I will be giving you guys a full detail of the weird shit that I saw at the airport, because apparently they have some really weird things going on there. One of the weirdest airports, for sure. Yeah, and I won't dive too much into details, but I've been reading up on a lot of the stuff there, and this shit is creepy as fuck. Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of a little uh, on edge at the same time. They're saying that there's like an internment camp underneath it. Uh, internment camp, they're saying that... Uh, it's a bunker for like the end of the bunker, world for high end yeah, people. Yeah, they say that the horse outside is one of the four horses of the apocalypse. There's actually a really crazy thing. I'll save it for next week about that statue, but something happened with that statue, which makes people say it's haunted. Mm, I think I know what you're talking about. So yeah, even the murals in there are pretty, pretty fucked up. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll share some pictures and stuff uh, some way. Maybe we'll figure out some way to share some pictures. But yeah, can check it out. And I'll give you guys a little firsthand account. Cool. Because I think that'll be pretty cool. But yeah, going back to the NASA thing, yeah. I just think that, you know how many billions, millions and billions of dollars that they spend on NASA? You think they're just going to keep dumping money in just to trick people to think that we've been going to space this entire time? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the government's done a lot, but I just can't see them continuing to put the charade up. I feel like space is a small thing that they do. I feel like they do some probably pretty crazy things. And the only reason why I say that is because it seems to be so funded. Maybe it's not funded. NASA? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they spend billions of dollars a year. Yeah, for for a company to be so funded, it just seems like space. For them to be so funded and to not be as transparent as I don't think, think they are. Yeah, and also saying that NASA's not real is a little disrespectful to the astronauts that, you know, like the Challenger that blew up as it was taking off. Like, that mm-hmm. was a real event. I don't think that they're faking killing a bunch of teachers and stuff just to trick you so that you can spend four hours on YouTube after a can of Red Bull yeah. talking about how NASA's fake. Yeah. So shout out to NASA though. I love what they're. We both love what they're doing. I mean, I fucking buy it. every time that there's a NASA shirt or some pants or something. I always buy it because I I appreciate what they do. Yeah, for sure. Take us to the next frontier, boss. Awesome. You have any picks this week? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of good ones. Um, so let's let me pull them up real quick. So, uh, music wise, um, pretty big fan of Georgia Smith. She actually had a EP come out a couple years ago called Project Eleven, a little six song thing. Um, really good EP, just very chill. Uh, for lack of a better word, it's like kind of vibey music, you know, very uh, relaxing, light and incense type of stuff. Uh, Public Enemies, I was telling you about this movie. It's a movie on Netflix, uh, came out a while ago, but it, Johnny Depp uh, plays John Dillinger. Who, if you guys know the story about John Dillinger, he was a very famous bank robber. Um, it's his journey to escape the FBI. It's kind of loosely based on the actual story. Um, Christian Bale's in it, so if you love Christian Bale, you love Johnny Depp, right up your alley. And a book that I've just picked up, which people have been telling me to read this for years, but i under the impression that books come to you when you're supposed to read them. So Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell is one that people keep telling me to read. And I keep seeing it pop up a lot lately and things I've been listening to or reading. So What is it about? Um, it's basically what makes other people successful and why people don't reach their potential. But it's a lot has to do with like the 10,000 hours theory about putting uh, 10,000 hours. Is this the one that has to do with luck as well? Like yeah. How some people are like born at certain times of the year. Exactly. And, yeah. Certain places around certain people. Yeah. So those are my uh, my three picks for the week. Yeah, I don't have three picks. I have one pick, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I got a new pillow top for my bed, and uh, I just want to say I highly recommend everybody to do that right now. A new pillow top. Pull or? out your fucking phone right now. Get on Amazon. Type in pillow top for your mattress. You mean a mattress topper? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's a pillow top mattress top. Pillow top. You mean like the, you're talking about the thing that goes in between like your sheet and your yeah. box, or not your box spring, but your, your mattress. mattress. Your mattress. Yeah. It's definitely called a pillow top. I always thought it was called a mattress top. I'm sure you oh, can. No, I have one. I'm sure you can Regardless, find it. Regardless, yeah, I have a, I actually have a memory foam one. Yeah, man, it's the shit. We have That's the, fine. it's the cooling memory foam. Ooh. You know what I've always wanted to try shit. out that I've never gotten around to buying is a Chilla. The fuck is that? Do you remember those like pillows that stay cold all the time? Oh, it has like that weird gel in it? Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried that. I do want to try one of those ones out because I feel like that would be money during the summer. Yeah. So we got it Saturday and bro, I've been sleeping like a fucking rock. Damn, I've been like a rock. And keep in mind, we have a newborn. Yeah. So in between the newborn waking us up, pff, out. I've been asleep so hard that when the newborn wakes me up, I don't even really remember where I'm at. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And all I took was some top. <laughs> yeah. Now everything's good. 
Hot headlines? Hot headlines. Yes, I got some good ones this week, too. A couple good ones. You want to start us off? Um, OnlyFans and Demon Time are opening up a virtual strip club. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they, so this past weekend, I think was the first time that they did it. It's Justin Combs, Diddy's son. Wow, that's funny. And uh, apparently they threw some big-ass party, like after party, and got busted because the neighbors were calling saying that they weren't safely social distancing. Nope. Yeah. Could have guessed that one. Yeah. Um, did you see uh, Uber Walking Buddies? No. Yeah, apparently you can hire a, a walking buddy on Uber. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. We should do it one time. We should just hire a walking buddy and see what happens. Yeah, we could. Someone's going to hop out of the car like, hey, I'm uh, I'm your buddy. I'm here I just to walk know, with you. I just know how much I already don't really care to talk to Uber drivers. Not because I'm anti-social or rude or anything. It's just I feel awkward. I try to make conversation through the whole entire ride. I'm good at it. So am I. Like, if, if somebody engages me in conversation and we start talking and we have a good conversation going, I love that. It's really hard to get to that point, though, because sometimes you'll start with the conversation and then they'll just cut off. And then you're like, all right, now am I supposed to be silent? Should I put my headphones in? Should I ask them if the music should go on? Like, See, it's awkward to me if I'm by myself in an Uber and I don't talk to the person. That's awkward as fuck to me. So I'll always ask, like, how are you doing? And then let them kind of start the conversation. Uh, well, usually if I'm by myself and that happens, I usually have a conversation with them at the beginning. If they just choose not to talk, that's when I'll put my headphone in. Mm-hmm. But I don't really take Uber that much anymore, so I guess it doesn't really apply. But walking buddy, interesting. Yeah. The buddy system. Did you see that scientists at NASA have reportedly uncovered a parallel universe where... Oh, is this what we were supposed to guess together? Yeah, I forgot. I just thought it was a parallel universe thing. I didn't... Did they... Oh, where it goes backwards? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Because... See, this is what I'm talking about. The, about them slowly feeding us information about shit. Like parallel universes, aliens. Like, we're starting to get into the real shit. I don't think we're going to get any of that good shit, though. 18-year-old Zach would have fucking loved this time period of life. How do we know that our timeline isn't in reverse, and their timeline is? Shit, it feels not that it feels that way right now. It feels like life is just fucking. No, I mean like so we we're born and then we you know go through uh, being a baby, oh, then a so teenager, yeah. then an adult, so then just, a, the other way. Yeah, how do we know that this is right? It's yeah. normal. It's familiar to us. Yeah, shit might be weird as fuck. Like you mean to tell me that you guys pop out of a woman and not pop into a woman? Yeah, right, that's weird, but. Well, t- technically you do both ways, but you know what I mean? Like everyone's just crawling back into Technically, into people them. pop out of women because guys pop into women. All right. No? Nah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting, yeah. and it's really weird that, once again, I don't see a lot of talk on this. Yeah, that's kind of just kind of seemed to get brushed under the rug. But do you think people also just write off this stuff nowadays because they're just like a... I mean, I know it came from, like, an official source, but usually places where people see these aren't from official sources. You know, they're, like, a quick headline on on Twitter. So do you think they're just dismissing it and not really seeing that this actually came from empirical scientists that determined this? I just don't think as many people care or as that I thought too. that they would. Yeah, and, bro. And it's unfortunate. I, I thought that the discovery of another timeline would make people go crazy. Yeah. That's the opposite. Like, just trying to imagine life going in reverse on a daily basis and that being normal. Yeah. That's crazy. It'd be like, I imagine this is how Birdie felt when his scraper could only go backwards. Like you're spitting out your food. <laughs> like you're eating shit and spitting out food. Pretty much. Yeah. That's weird. And backwards. That's nuts. Yeah. What you got? So the Miami Dolphins are turning their stadium into a movie theater. They are going to queer out the football field part of it, have everybody come pull in, and they're going to play movies on the big screens. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, kind of going off this a little bit, do you see driving theaters becoming a new normal? See, I asked that question like maybe three episodes ago. Yeah, and I still don't see it becoming as popular. I think that it could make a comeback. Yeah, Uh, I don't think it's going to be popular. It wasn't even popular when we were in high school, and there was one one left. Oh, you're talking about down in uh, Auburn? Yeah, yeah. There's one left when we were in high school, and it wasn't that popular. Like it was, it was active, I guess, but it wasn't like. I don't even think I went to the. I went quite a bit. I went quite a bit, but every time I went, like it wasn't like it was packed. Yeah, it was hella cheap. It was like twenty bucks a car. And you can have as many people as you want, bring as much food as you want. Yeah. It's dope. And you get to watch two movies back to back. Yeah. But you had to leave your car on. Not, like, all the way on, but, like, the radio and shit on. Oh, yeah, like, just the power portion. Yeah, Yeah. which I'm sure a lot of people's car didn't start after that. Yeah, I did see that there was one in Washington that uh, they... Uh, I don't know if they reopened up or they've been open this entire time, but they're showing like the Flintstones and some other movie they've been selling out every weekend. Mm. It's pretty cool, but I just think that that's because people just want somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing with the malls too. And the funny tweet I saw was uh, 
so many people were sitting here bitching and arguing to get malls open and then people are going there and they're just walking around they're not spending anything they just wanted somewhere to go yeah and i feel man i miss the mall Nah, I would have spent too much money. As soon as the mall opens, bro, yeah, right. I feel bad for my wallet. Yeah, dude. I am, Especially because all that stuff that was supposed to come out during this time is going to be stocked and just sitting there, too. Yeah. There might be some shit. Mm-hmm. And people might be listening like, Tyler, why don't you order shit? It's not the same. It really isn't. I like the feeling of going to the store and purchasing it and having it in my hands and yeah. taking it back with me and trying it on. Like, it's an experience for me going to the store. Just seeing shit in real life. As much as I don't like going to the malls, that is a plus about going to the mall is being able to go and try it on and see how cool it looks in person. Because I am so disappointed when I get something in the mail and I'm like, this is not how I pictured it at mm-hmm. all. I've done that more than not. Yeah. Oh, uh, another one. Did you see that kids are graduating at Walmart? They had a graduation? That's crazy. Yeah. Imagine... I think, is that what the headline said about imagine going to school for 12 years? And, yep. Yeah. Imagine that, man. Going you, to school for 12 years and fucking graduate at Walmart. Yeah. I'll go into a little bit more about the graduation thing when we get into shout outs, but that's, it's sad what's happening with those kids right now, man. Really is it sucks. sad? Yeah. I'll explain more when we get to the shout out part because, okay. Because yeah. to me, I'm over here just like, it's unfortunate. Maybe the college people, sure. Because uh, anybody graduating right now, I mean, you're graduating. That's that's what you should be looking forward to, right? Okay, we'll just get into it now. Uh, I was going to shout out my sister during the uh, our shout outs because she's graduating uh, next Tuesday. And that's why I'm going to Houston this weekend for anybody who's listening. But I know without revealing too much of her own personal business or just like with mine, like she's been through a lot of stuff going through high school for her to not be able to get this graduating moment, like the real moment mm-hmm. that she's worked so hard for. That's the part I feel b- bad about. Cause I remember when we were graduating, like that period of time in my life was such a great moment because I was like, man, I worked hard to get this through this. You know, I worked eight or how, how long were we in school? 12 years, you know, like we worked for this and it, it's like a huge accomplishment to be able to do that. And it just feels like it's not getting the credence it deserves now because of the virus which really sucks because kids aren't getting that moment anymore see i think i'm just detached from school in general because if we didn't walk i would have been a-okay like i would have been fine like graduating didn't really do anything for me i was so yeah, pumped to leave it's not just the walking portion though now like with the parties and stuff like for we'll take my sister for example like now my grandma can't go down there my aunt can't go down my uncle like they're losing the real feeling of what a college or a high school or even college people right now too a graduation is because of the pandemic. That's where I feel sad for them. I feel... Not sad, but just, you know, it's okay, disheartening. I feel bad for the people that feel like that, but I don't think that that's the majority at all. Well, regardless, but kids having a graduation in Walmart, I mean, come on, man. I wouldn't go. Well, I wouldn't either, but I'm just saying, like, that is a moment, like, regardless if you, like, your personal feeling about walking and stuff, like, that's a moment for a lot of kids that they're never going to be able to have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do feel bad for some people that do feel like they're missing out. Those people, I feel bad for. But I do think that there's a lot of people that are like, well, oh well. I think it's a lot less than you think that there is. I think that a lot of kids are looking forward to graduating and now won't get that moment. I think they're looking forward to graduating, but I don't think that they're necessarily looking forward to the ceremony. I don't think a lot of people like high school. I don't think a lot of people like college. I don't think a lot of people like school. Yeah, but it's less about the school aspect of it than the actual celebrating you accomplishing something. Like, for certain yes. people, they, they don't care about that. Like, I understand that you don't care about walking or like that, but I don't think that a majority of people feel that way. I don't think the ceremony means as much as you think it means to a lot of people. The graduation, I think, sure means a lot. Celebrating it with your family sure means a lot. But the ceremony with your actual school, I don't think that... I, I think it's a bigger deal. I, I really do. I think that a lot of people put value into that graduation ceremony. Hmm. Because for... Like, it's your family that gets to see you walk across the stage and receive your diploma. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you're never going to get back. I'm Yeah, I guess. Like I said, I feel bad for the people that do feel like they're missing out. Like, those particular people, I do feel bad for. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, Ford is disinfecting police cruisers by roasting them. Uh, what they're doing is to help keep police safe from coronavirus, Ford is introducing a new way to disinfect their police cruisers. The company has developed software that cranks the heat in its police intercept or utility vehicles until the temperature inside reaches 130 de- 133 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 minutes. And they believe that that can reduce the viral concentration by 99% on the interior surfaces and materials. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool, pretty ingenious. But I think the resale for those cars are going to be trash. The longevity for those cars are going to be trash. The interior is going to age at a rapid pace. Well, they're police cars. So yeah, they, they still matter. sell them. Yeah. 
people still buy these well, cars. Yeah, eventually, but I don't think that they really care about the resale value. I think that there's some people that buy them later that would hope to sell their car for something. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that they're not they're not installing this stuff with the idea that they're going to resell it. They're installing this for to keep police safe. I understand that. Like, so I don't think that they're... For I the cops, it's great. Yeah, I, I guess I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't think police vehicles, they buy police vehicles with the intention of how long that they're going to... Like, I don't think that they care about what happens to them after the, the police... Yeah, they happen. want it to work for five years. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Like, so I'm saying, like, I don't think that they care about the de- de- devaluation of this because of this. I just think it's a crazy idea. Like, what if this backfires and you have a cop in there and then it cranks it up to 133 degrees on them? Yeah. Like, I, this... I'm sure, I'm sure they have safety protocols. Yeah. They have to. That's a crazy loss. I want to know where the, the science behind this comes from, though. If, like, they're saying that it can burn off the, like, this, the virus off of interiors and stuff, then why is this not being more widespread for other things? Because it's not going to hold up a car. What do you mean? It's going to damage a car. 130 degrees inside of a car, bro? No, no, I'm saying, though, like, wh- yeah, I'm not just talking about a car. I'm saying, like, if there's, if they think that these surfaces can be eliminated with high heat, why are they not using high heat on a bunch of all? all like a bunch of different stuff why is it only in the police cars right now like what's their scientific basis for it's probably expensive yeah but i'm saying like what is their scientific basis for doing this like is there proven science behind this that tells them that they crank it up to 133 degrees or is this just something that they're throwing against the wall and hoping that it works one if they're spending money on it it's probably back two remember they were Mm. saying that it's gonna die out in the summer because it's too hot and corona can't live in heat yeah that's what they were saying but we didn't know anything about the virus at that time I don't think they would spend all this money on it if it's not going to work. I don't know. The LA schools could reopen, but they're going to have very stark rules. Um, 16 students to a class, one-way hallways, student lunch at their desks. Kids could get, children would get one ball to play with alone. Mask would be required, and a staggered school day brings on new schedules to juggle. That sounds terrible. That sounds not only terrible for the students, but for the teachers, the faculty, parents. Like, that sounds like a whole entire headache that just... It sounds like a punishment. Yeah, it sounds like jail. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the last one I had was uh, John David Washington, who's uh, Denzel Washington's son. Mm-hmm. I sent you the Tenant trailer, right? Mm-hmm. He says the Tenant will dictate the next 10 to 15 years of filmmaking. Based off of the technology that they're using? Uh, I assume that's what he was talking about. It's just one headline that didn't have any any real context but i'm assuming that that's probably what it is gonna be i kind of get that because like remember when the matrix came out actually it wasn't even the matrix it was crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah. remember when that came out that kind of changed the whole trajectory for the next 10 years about how to make an action movie or how to make um things look even more intense when it comes to action movies. right so yeah i could see i could see them having an idea that can definitely shape the way the next 10 years of action movies will look for sure well that just gets me excited about what kind of technology that they're putting into it because if he thinks it's going to change the next 10 to 15 years like that must be something pretty significant that they're implementing yeah so i think that that's really cool i'm looking forward to that movie anyway i'm really looking forward to that movie like i was uh i was texting mcclain to michelle the other day and uh they were like i forgot what they were talking about but i was like if i have to get in a fucking bubble boy suit to go see that movie in the theater, it's going to happen. Like, I will sit there in the full-on fucking suit to watch that movie, because that shit looks fine. They might do, like, a home release. I See, I thought maybe, but that movie seems like such a big release that they might not want to do that for that one. Where are they going to release it? Uh, well, they're op- like places like Houston, for example, they're already opening theaters down there. Yeah, I guess. There's, you're not catching me in you're a movie You're not catching theater, me in a movie theater for at least a year. You're not catching me in a movie theater until they have a vaccine, period, that's, And bro. that's, for me, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these things that these people are rushing to get back to, like, I don't personally, if you guys want to, have a fucking blast. But I don't personally see myself running back to it until we get some real, like, real vaccine or some kind of real thing to curb this disease. Man, we went to a movie with my son. I forget what movie it was, but I just remember there were being so many kids in there. And I remember as soon as we were in there, like, how muggy it was from the mm-hmm. kids just moving and stuff. I was like, I'm about to leave this thing sick. Yeah. I know for a fact I'm going to leave here sick. So right now when there's, like, an active dangerous sickness going around, yeah. you're not catching me in that shit. People are nasty in movie theaters, too. Yeah, fuck that, like, bro. nasty. Like, I used to work at a movie theater and, like, even just cleaning them after, like, mm-hmm. people were disgusting. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was a $2 theater. We're not a lot of, uh, very... For, we're, you worked at the $2 theater? Yeah, for, like, three months between... Really? Between... Um, when I graduated high school and going to college because I just needed a job until it was time to go to That's Eastern. That's crazy. Bros. That sounds like it would actually be kind of fun it in wasn't. a bad way. Yeah. Uh, it was... Oh, I wouldn't use the word fun, but it was definitely interesting every single day. That's crazy. It's You don't think it's cr- that crazy until you're outside in the rain with a ladder leaned up against the building and you're trying to put the fucking mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to change the names of the movies and it's pouring down rain outside and you're on the slippery ass ladder. And on top of it, they would close the movie theater at 10 o'clock. The last showing was at like 9-something. 
but we couldn't leave until like one thirty in the morning because they had to clean out the popcorn machine. Mm. And it was like you had to put all this bleach and stuff in there. I never ate popcorn from there again. I was like, that uh, looks gross. Like I don't know what you guys are putting in that machine, but I'm not eating that shit anymore. Bro, now you're gonna be scared to eat popcorn from the movie theater. <laughs> and I love movie theater popcorn too. We got anything else? Uh, just some shout outs real quick. Yeah, shout outs. Uh, I wanted to say rest in peace to Jerry Sloan, uh, former Utah basketball coach mm-hmm. for the Jazz, legendary coach, Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton, that whole era. So rest in peace to him. I wanted to shout out Quavo for getting his GED. This I thought it was a- cool that he went back and got it. I saw a lot of people hating him on, hating on him on the internet about that. That's crazy. Like, find something new to fucking get mad at people for, man. That's really ridiculous that you're saying that for somebody going back and getting their education. Like, He's such an influence to so many people that can still use a GED to make their life better. So why would you knock someone that's influencing people to better themselves? Exactly. Exactly. And obviously, he's doing pretty okay with himself without having to get his high school diploma. Yeah. You know, I, think, so, I think he's doing yeah, fine. Yeah, so I don't think uh, you really should be judging. I just watched a video, Johnny Dang. Uh, grill. Oh yeah, grill guy. That's he's from Houston. Yeah, yeah. He guy. uh he gave Quavo like this one of one most expensive grill, emerald cut grills. Oh god, bro, this shit looked crazy, insane, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, I think Quavo's doing fine. Yeah. So uh yeah, shout out Quavo, and then the last one I have was just uh my sister and all the graduates. So shout out to all the graduates. You know, I know this is probably a sucky time for people. They don't get to celebrate the way they want to. Um, but you know, speaking for myself, I'm very proud of everybody for what they've doing or what they've done, whether I know you or not, this especially goes for my sister cause she's graduating, but I'm just very happy for you, for everybody that's graduating and you guys deserve to be recognized in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Don't let my comments make it seem like I don't care. Yeah, about he's just a ass. hater guys. He hates the kids. If you got, <laughs> hey man, it is, a, it is, it's a lot, a long time. Like, What's I mean, the, you guys are in school for a long time. I get it. Like, if you guys want to celebrate this shit, go celebrate it. Don't let, don't let my old grumpy ass dictate how the fuck you feel. Let me we're just actually going to Photoshop Tyler's face onto the picture of Michael Jordan saying, fuck them kids. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's going to be the cover, that's the cover right there. So, yeah. Toxic. Perfect. Yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> yeah, you got any shout outs? Oh, one more real quick shout out. And shout out you and Tay for having. Oh, yeah, thanks. Your baby, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty big moment. Yeah, I will say actually shout out to like all the the new mothers and fathers out there because this shit is not easy. It's really not easy. It's um it fucks up your whole routine. <laughs> and on top of everything that's going on right now. Yeah, it's not easy. That, yeah. It's not easy. So uh, yeah, salute for sure. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's a blessing. So you yeah. That's the only shout out? That's it, man. All right. I never have shout outs. Uh no structure podcast.com where you can find everything. Um uh, podcast related. We're dropping on Mondays now at twelve oh one AM Monday. So not midnight Sunday, because I know that that confuses people when you say midnight for something. That's true. It's 12 to 1 a.m. on Mondays, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google, iTunes. Um, yeah, that's about it. Shout out to everybody that's been listening to us. Appreciate the support. Yeah. All right, man. No structure out. Thanks.